from Andres Bergen, the acclaimed creator of the popular graphic novel Bullet Gal, comes the retelling of the classic Tristan and Isolde. Tristan Holt turns things on its head and places our heroes in a 70s pulp world. Queenie rules with an iron fist, and when two of her best men are killed, it's up to her niece Trista to find out what happened. Tristan Holt by Andres Bergen. Available online at If Comics. That's If question mark C-O-M-M-I-X. Issues also available at dollardownloads.com. Arthur, I'll be in here. Quiet now, I'm recording. Hello. Tick here. <clears throat> you, my friend, well, if you're an evildoer, cover your ears. Because you are listening to the Canned Air Podcast, which is nothing but Keen Spoon! All right, Arthur, you can come out now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Canned Air, a tribute to comics and pop culture. And I'm going to announce it once again that Canned Air is now going to be part of conradio.com. Conradio being the Wizard World podcast website. Just go to conradio.com. We're not on there yet, but you can check out a bunch of the other shows that are on there. Uh, just to name a few, the Modern Geek Show, uh, Game Fix, Con Smash. Great shows. We've only had a chance to listen to a few, but we're really excited to uh, check the rest of them out and uh, eventually, hopefully, collaborate with some of you guys. So, uh, yeah, very excited and honored to be part of the Con Radio family. I am Jeremy Colley, and uh, I'm alone in the studio this week as we are taking the week off. So, uh, as our listeners know, anytime we take a week off, we uh, give you the next three episodes of the Superman radio show from the 1940s. Uh, this week we're actually going to be giving you four episodes to end the story arc that's been going, and uh, next time we take a week off, it'll begin a whole new story arc. So, this week you're getting episode 13, The Plane to Canyon City, episode 14, Left to be Killed, episode 15, The Prison Riot, and episode 16, The Steam Plant. If you go back in our catalog and look through our episode titles, you'll be able to find the Superman Radio Show episodes 1 through 5, just uh, kind of sprinkled throughout there. If you want to check out the episodes that came before these and listen to them in uh, chronological order. So, without any further ado, let's just get right to this week's episodes of the Superman Radio Show. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! When we last saw him... Superman had just rescued Captain Anderson from the steamer Madison and had found the hidden papers in the ship's safe, just as the burning vessel exploded in a sheet of flame and a rain of falling shells. Today our story continues back in the offices of Perry White, city editor of the newspaper on which Superman works as Clark Kent. Captain Anderson has come up from the south after seeing his crew landed safely. And his sister, who is now out of the hospital, has joined him and Kent and Editor White for a discussion of further plans. Captain Anderson is talking. Listen. No, sir, I can't tell you a thing about it. The last thing I remember is beating against the hull with that fire getting closer and closer just beyond the door. But, Captain, how did you escape? Your boat crew picked you up out on the water with a life preserver on. Yes, Bims, how do you explain that? I don't explain it, June. I tell you, I don't understand it at all. What do you think, Mr. Kent? Well, really, Captain Anderson, I... Maybe you were uh, blown out of the ship by the explosion. My men say the explosion came afterwards. Well, it's just one of those mysteries of the sea. 
We'll have to let it go at that. Oh, uh, what do you got there, Kent? Why, it's a package a friend of mine in the Coast Guard sent me. Uh, take a look, Miss Anderson. <gasps> Why, Mr. Kent, it's mine. Why, that's it. That's the one June gave me. What? You mean to tell me that's the package of papers that was in the ship's safe? It certainly is. Mr. Kent, where did you get it? Well, I told you. A friend of mine in the Coast Guard found it floating in the water. Well, that shows you what a high explosive will do. Here's a package locked away in a safe. Bang comes the explosion and it's found floating around like a... Uh, like a dead fish? Uh, y- yes. Well, never mind how it got there. The main thing is we have it. Miss Anderson, uh, what's in it? I'll show you, Mr. White. First of all, letters from Pemberton to a man named Bailey, their representative out west, practically admitting what they're doing. Uh, let me see it. What else? Well, then here's what they said was a map of the North Star Mine, three miles southeast of Canyon City. Well, what else, June? Why was all this business so all-fired important? This letter alone's enough to put them behind the bars. And here's the rest of it. A report from the government assay office saying that the ore from the North Star Mine is absolutely worthless. Well, what, what do you think? And they went on selling stock after that? Yes. That's when I realized they were crooked. Well, Kent, what about it? Any ideas? Where did they live, June? They had a house out in Green Park with a Filipino houseboy, uh, number 23 Durant Street. Mr. Kent, where are you going? I, uh, I don't like the idea of sitting and waiting for things to happen. There may be something out at their house the police haven't found. Uh, who do you think you are, Kent? Sherlock Holmes? Well, you never can tell, Mr. White. Do you mind? Uh, no, no, of course not. I'm running an information bureau here, not a newspaper. Don't bother about me. Well, I'll just have a quick look around. 23 Durant Street. Uh, I'll stay here with June and check over these papers. Good luck, Mr. Kent. Thanks, Miss Anderson. I may need it. Go ahead, Kent. Go ahead. Take all the time you want. But if you do happen to run into a story, just try and remember who you're working for, will you? I won't be long, Mr. White. And if I don't find anything, I'll be right back. So long. Doesn't sound like much, but it pays to look around. I'll just drop down into Green Park and have a chat with that Filipino houseboy. He may know more than he's told the police. Here we are. And there's Durant Street, with not a soul in sight. I'll just change back to Clark Kent, reporter, and see who answers the door. Down. Down. Well, looks deserted, all right. I'll try the bell. Hope somebody answers it. I'd hate to spoil this place by kicking in the door. And I do want to look around inside. Uh, what do you want, please? Oh, gee, you, you surprised me. Uh, can I come in? No. No? Uh, look, I'm from a newspaper, Daily Planet. No. Uh, wait a minute. Now, listen. How long since you've heard from your boss, Mr. Pemberton? No. Well, he evidently means no. Too bad, boy. If you don't want Clark Kent around, let's see how you feel about Superman. Might attract attention if I ruin the door. I'll just jump up on the roof and try the skylight. Here goes. And there's the skylight. Or rather, there was the skylight. Now, down the stairs to see what's what. <laughs> that houseboy sees me, he's certainly going to be surprised. This looks like somebody's room right here. And there's a desk. If the police have left anything in it. Hey, what you do there? How you get in? Oh, don't know me in my other clothes. You get out. Get out quick. Hey, put that gun down. You'll no go. I shoot. I count three. Make it ten. Make it a hundred. One, two, three. Oh, what's the matter? You no get hit. Come closer and try again. Come a lot closer and you'll see how bullets bounce. Hey. All right, that's enough. I haven't any time to waste. 
Here's what happens to little Filipino boys who play with guns. Oh, 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 let go! You let go! Where are your bosses? Pemberton and Deneen. Quick, where are they? I not know. I not know. Don't tell me that. I can see it on your face as plain as day. Where are they? One more chance. Telephone. Who's calling this house on the telephone? Answer it. No. I said answer it. And if it's either of your bosses, just act natural. Oh, please. No go to phone. Uh, they say... Uh, go on. What do they say? They say they kill me. Not over the phone. Get that receiver. Oh. And do just as I tell you. Go on. Hello, please. Hello. Is that you, Cesar? Uh, yeah. This is me, boss. Now, listen. Do just as I tell you and do it fast. Okay, boss. Look in the desk in my room, and back of the second drawer, you'll find another drawer. You get that? Yeah, I get it. Now, in that drawer is an envelope with traveler's checks. Get it and put it in the mail. Ask him where he is, quick. Boss, where mail to, please? Address it to John J. Jones. General Delivery, Canyon City, Idaho. Is that that? Yeah. That all, please? That's all. Uh, anybody been at the house? Say no. No, boss. Okay. If anybody comes and asks for me, say you don't know a thing. So long, Cedar. <sighs> Traveling under the name of Jones, is he? And he'll touch at Canyon City, Idaho. Much obliged, Cedar. Oh, you hear that? Never mind. But get this. You saw how those bullets bounced off my chest. Yeah, I see. Well, I'm going now. But if you breathe a word about my coming here today, I'll be back. No, 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 I no tell. That's good. Because if you do, if you ever tell anybody, I'll come back here and bounce you off the sidewalk the way those bullets bounced off me. No, All no. All right. Only be sure you remember it. Now I'm leaving you. Up through that skylight, the way I came in. So long, Sita. <laughs> what luck. Canyon City, Idaho. <laughs> I bet I scared that houseboy out of a year's growth. Now back to the paper. You ask me, the North Star mining story is getting hotter every minute. Heading back toward town, Superman streaks through the sky. And presently, in the office of Editor White... Well, Kent, this is the luckiest break I ever heard of. Canyon City, eh? Mr. White, according to the map Miss Anderson showed us, Canyon City is near the North Star Mine. What? You mean they're heading out there to the mine? Why? Well, Chief, I don't know for sure, but I can guess. They don't know about the papers being found. What's that got to do with it? Well, maybe they figure if they can get out there and ruin the mine, you know, wreck it for keeps, nobody will ever be able to prove it wasn't all right. Kent, I'll take a chance. You're free to go where you like. Hire a plane. Get out there. I want you on the spot when those fellows are caught. I'll notify the local police. Oh, Mr. White, don't do that. Why not? Well, they're probably traveling by car. If we leave now by plane, the Andersons and I, we'll get there first. What of it? Well, don't warn the police. Do you want every paper in the country to get that story? But, but, but what if you run into them out there, you and the girl and Anderson? Well, if we do, I can handle it all right. You? Alone? Well, well who do you think you are? Superman? Gee, gosh, no, Chief, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll be all right. Okay, Kent, okay. Get your money and get going. And good luck. And phone if anything happens. Well, almost gave myself away that time. Do I think I'm Superman? Well, as a matter of fact, Mr. White, I do. Down to the airport, into a fast plane with Captain Anderson and his sister June. Over the Alleghenies, 
over the great basin of the Mississippi, west and still west to the cold, high stillness of the Rockies, when suddenly unseen disaster comes creeping along the wings, invisible to the passengers in the plane's cabin. Where are we now, Mr. Kent? Have you any idea? Well, your brother's the navigator, Miss Anderson. Don't ask a sailor to find his way around up in the air. Besides, it's black as ink outside. I can't see the stars. Oh, we went through a snowstorm a while ago. Still in it. If you want me to make a guess, Miss Anderson, I'd say we're pretty close to Idaho. Getting tired, June? Oh, no. But I'm anxious to see what's going to happen. Mm, so am I. Say, what's wrong here? Oh! Oh, what an awful lurch. Threw me right against the wall. Watch it, we're tipping. Say, something is wrong. Mr. Kent, go ask the pilot. I'm frightened. Look, he's opened his door. All right, folks, take it easy. Well, what's wrong? Ice. Ice on the wings. And one of the ailerons is stuck. I can't work it loose. What? Frozen? How can you fix it? I can't. Ordinarily, I'd go down to warmer air. But the mountain peaks are too high around here. Oh, we're going sideways again. Vince, look out. Hey, how about this? We're slipping down. Pilot, what do you say? I don't know. We're in a tough spot. Kent, where are you going? Out on the wing. Got to clear that ice off. Hey, watch what you're doing. Vince, come back. Say, that boy's got nerve. He's out on the wings. You can just see it. Kent! Kent! Where is he, Vince? He was hanging on that wing and now he's gone. He's gone! High over the wildest and cruelest peaks of the continental divide, while snow whirls about the wings and ice holds the plane in its deadly grip. And what of Clark Kent? What has happened? Did he lose his grip when the wings snapped and go plunging downward through the dark? Tune in with us next time and follow the exciting transcription, Superman. When we saw him last, Clark Kent was out on the wing of an airplane, trying to free it of a deadly coating of ice which was sending the ship to certain destruction on the rocky peaks below. The plane was heading westward, carrying Kent and the Andersons toward the North Star Mine, where they hoped to make final contact with the two gold mine swindlers, Pemberton and Deneen. Fearfully, the group in the cabin watched Kent crawl out through the dark and the snow. Then a scream from June Anderson. The plane took a sudden sickening plunge and Clark Kent vanished. Listen. He's gone! He's gone! June, stop that! I tell you, he's gone! Pilot, do something quick! Hang on! We're going into a tailspin! We're watching down! Goodbye, Clark Kent. For the next few minutes, it's up to Superman. That plane is out of control, falling fast. We've got to get under it. What's below us? Looks like the worst part of the Rocky Mountains. Not much time. Here goes. Pilot, shut off that motor. It's just pulling us down fast. Oh, no, it's our only chance. How high up are we? thousand feet to go. Less than that. Five hundred. Oh! We hit something! It's moving down! We're slowing. We're leveling off. What's happened? I, I don't know. We're stopping right in midair. Look, look, we've stopped. We stopped moving. Oh, what is it? I think I'm going mad. We're on the ground. It's, it's not possible. I... I can't believe it. Say, was anybody hurt? Mr. Kent. Kent, we thought you were gone. Me? Gosh, no, Captain Anderson. 
I just hung on by an eyelash until... Oh, say, Pilot, that, that was the neatest landing I ever saw. Congratulations. Why, why Kent, I didn't... What do you mean? Why, you set her down like a feather in the only level spot for miles. Well, so long, folks. Make yourselves comfortable. Mr. Kent, where are you going? To get help or borrow a car. I see lights down the valley away. You ask me, we're mighty close to where we want to be. Meanwhile, in the light of a flickering oil lamp far down in the cold, damp galleries of the North Star Mine, Pemberton and Benin raise their heads to listen. Hey, put that in a minute, Bart. Here. I hear something. Here, someone's coming. Touch the light. He's got a light himself. It's Bailey. Oh, all right. Light up again. This way, Bailey. Say, uh, here's the stuff you sent me into town to get. And I brought back something else, too. Right? What is it? News. There's a guy just blew in looking for a car. And he's looking for the North Star Mine, too. What? Who is he? Hello, Chief. But he got hit in a plane with two other guys and a girl. A plane? Yeah. Cracked up just out of town. So this guy come looking for a car to bring the others back in. He wears glasses and talks like an Easter. Wears glasses? Listen, now, but it's that reporter. Clark Kent. Who else? Where is he now, Bailey? Well, by this time, he's probably on his way right here. He's had plenty of time. Bob, what do we do? Here. Here's what we'll do. It's our chance to get that Anderson girl for keeps. Bailey, you'll go back and meet them on the road, just as they get here. Okay, Chief. Then what? Let me think. Wait a minute. I have it. You tell Kent he's the one with the glasses, see, that you're the sheriff. And you've been chasing him ever since he left town. Chasing him? What for? Now, get this. You say his editor's been calling him on the phone from back east. Wants to speak to him right away. And you'll take him to town with you. Bob, what about the others? Leave them here. Joe, you and I will handle the girl, whatever else there is. Have you got that, Bailey? Uh, listen, what do I do with this guy? Can't you guess? We can make sure it's quiet. And complete. Okay, I'd better hurry. They'll be here in a minute. All right, come on, Joe. Run for the elevator. We'll go up on top and wait. Come on, make it fast. One of you folks named Clark Kent? Uh, why, yes, I'm Clark Kent. Boy, am I lucky. I'm the sheriff here, Mr. Kent. Oh? You're wanted back in town on the telephone. Fellow named White. Gosh, I wonder what's on his mind. I think you'd better go, Mr. Kent. It, it might be important. Might be. It is if he telephoned 2,000 miles. Look, I'll run you back in my car if the other folks want to stay here. Well, are we anywhere near the North Star Mine, Sheriff? Just about falling right into it. Go ahead, Kent. June and I'll be safe enough. In case Pemmel and Deneen show up, I'll handle them. Oh, come along if you're coming, young fella. That guy on the phone, Sheriff, sure, was in a powerful sweat. Jump right in here with me. All right. I won't be long, Miss Anderson. Better stay by the car, Captain. Oh. Now, what do you say we build a fire, June? Light up the scenery a little. All right. Now, look around for some wood. Wait. What's the matter? There in the dark. I thought I saw something move. No. Hey, what is this? I got him. The sailor's out like a lark. Neat work, Joe. This is the best thing that could have happened. You think Kent hurt us, Bart? No, not a chance. And anyway, Bailey's taking care of him. All right, drag her back to the elevator. When this mine blows up, Joe, in less than ten minutes, every bit of evidence against us will blow up with it. Come on. Say, what about this, Sheriff? We've been traveling quite a while. Don't you worry. Where's the town? Where are we going? We ain't going. We're stopping right here. Hey, what's the idea? Get out, Kent. Go on, move. But I don't want to get out. Where's the telephone? Say, what's the idea of that gun? What's the idea of meddling into our affairs? Your affairs? Never mind. You sure won't meddle long. 
I'm going to fix you while Pemberton and Deneen fix their mothers. Now stand up and take it. Watch what you're doing. Now you're trying to run. I see you, and I never miss. Got him, just like that. That's what you think, Sheriff. See how you like this. Hey, hey what the... Get back, who are you? I'm somebody who's come to give you a lesson in manners. That'll take care of your car, and this will take care of you. Leaping high in the air, Superman streaks for the entrance of the mine and drops into the inky blackness of the shaft. Miss Anderson! Miss Anderson! Where are you? What's that? I hear something. I hear them talking. Pemberton and Deneen. Right through the galleries of the mine. That's where they are. What? They're going to blow it up. No time to find the entrance. I'll just drive straight to it through the solid rock. Here goes. Now then, Miss Anderson, this is the last time you'll interfere with the affairs of the North Star Mining Company. Better get moving, Bart. Let me go. Let me go. Don't waste your voice, Miss Anderson. Come on, Bart. Less than two minutes to go. we got to grab that elevator and blow. Goodbye, Miss Anderson. In two minutes, you and the entire North Star mine will vanish in smoke and flame. With all the evidence against Joseph Deneen and Bartley Pemberton. Bart, will you hurry? You want us to get blown up too? Au revoir, Miss Anderson. Right, Joe. Quick, run for the elevator. Miss Anderson? Mr. Kent, I tell you, I saw him. He carried me out of that gallery and up the shaft, right up to where you found me. A tremendous man in a blue costume with a flowing red cape. A superman. Oh, now, Miss Anderson. Now, just, just take it easy. Here comes your brother. Look who he's got with him, Pemberton and Deneen. What? Uh, now then, you swap. That's all I want from you. I've got you and I got you good. Two cents, I'll give you some more. Now, stand still, you two. Look. Look what I found after the explosion, right near where the shaft was. It's just broken rock. Old, rusty bits of rock. Miss Anderson, that's gold. Gold, gold. Yes, it is. Pure gold. Here, look. Look at these nuggets. And I saw the vein, too. The explosion opened it up. Well, what do you think of that, Miss Anderson? You mean... You mean the mine is good, after all? It is now. And all the people who put their money into it the poor old women that Pemberton thought he'd swindled, well, they'll get it back, and more. Let me see that. Stand back, uh, you. Mr. Kent, I can't believe this. Where are you going? There's another prisoner out there somewhere. He called himself a sheriff. 
I'm going to pick him up, and then I'm going to phone my paper about that Superman you saw. The best story of the month, Miss Anderson. So long. Looks as if Clark Kent might have a good deal to explain when he gets back east. When people begin checking up on Superman. But there's another mystery brewing. Another incredible adventure which puts everything else to one side. Be sure you tune in the next installment and follow the story. Tune in with us next time and follow the exciting transcription, Superman. Superman walks the earth and mingles with men as mild spectacle Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet. As our story opens today, Superman in his character of Clark Kent has just telephoned his story of the North Star Mine to his editor, Perry White. White offers his congratulations and also gives Kent a bit of welcome news. Listen. I'm all finished out here, Mr. White. Nice work. Kent, you did a good job with that North Star Mine story. Now, I've got a little surprise for you. Surprise? Ever hear of San Miguel Penitentiary? It's a model prison near where you are. San Miguel? Sure, I've heard of it. So have you, don't you remember? Remember what? Well, that's where they sent the wolf and Kino. The two fellows who tried to wreck that train, the Silver Clipper? Say, that's right. The Wolf and Kino. Well, if you see them, give them my regards. Now, what's the idea, Mr. White? Well, just this, Kent. We've sent Lois Lane out to San Miguel to do a feature story on the modern penitentiary. She's out there now. Join her and bring her back with you. You'll be company for one another. Oh, gee, thanks, Mr. White. Ah, forget it. Have a good trip, Kent. Goodbye. Goodbye, Mr. White. Operator. Hello, operator. Is there a garage in town where I can rent a car? Yes. Kennedy's? Okay, please connect me. Hiring a car, Clark Kent heads out at once on the dusty road to San Miguel, 50 miles away. Meanwhile, in the prison itself, a strange unrest has taken possession of the men within the walls. All unknowing, the authorities escort Lois Lane on a tour of the prison. But even as Lois looks down from a window of the warden's office, two men fall casually into step in the exercise yard below. One is Kino. The other, the dark, sinister figure we have come to know as the wolf. All right, Kino. Just keep on walking. Not too fast and not too slow. We can tuck around the corner of the steam plant, boss. No, no. Better stay out in plain sight. Get this now, Kino. The break is set for today. What time? After supper in the dining hall. It's all arranged. Hey, boss, uh, what about the tunnel? Keep quiet about the tunnel, Kino. Do you want to bring Tom, Dick, and Harry in on this? All right, all right. How far along is it? Almost done. And so far, no one suspects a thing. <laughs> How could they when it's being drilled from the outside? That's what it means to have a guy like the yellow mask on your side. Quiet, quiet. There's a guard. Keep moving there. No hanging around in the corners. Come on there, move. You're out here for exercise. I knew the mask would spring us sooner or later. Yeah. It's about time, Kino. He's left us alone far too long. Well, what do you care if he gets us out now? My friend, there'll be a settlement between me and the mask. I should never have gone to jail at all. Now, he knows what he's doing, boss. And if you know what's good for you, just take what comes and don't tangle with him. Don't worry, Kino. If he can use me, I can use him. I'll let him get us out of here, and then we'll see. Well, what else, boss? They're going to ring the bell right away. Remember what I say, Kino. 
Right after supper, before we've marched out, there'll be a disturbance. I've attended to that. Who's in on it? All the men we need. Most of them will head for the gates. I've arranged that, too. But you and I and a few more will rush the steam plant. Well, what's that for? Well, for one thing, it's close to the walls. For another... Never mind now. There goes the bell. Hey, boss. Look up there in the window of the warden's office. Hey, what's that Jane doing? Oh, yes, yes. I understand she's writing up the prison for a newspaper keynote. Well, if she stays till supper time, she'll have a real story. And that's less than an hour to go. Less than an hour to go. And all unconscious of the impending prison break, Lois Lane works up the details of her story while the warden offers every assistance. Anything else, Miss Lane? You've been at it since early afternoon. Oh, I'm not nearly finished yet, warden. Well, you've seen about all there is to see. Aren't you getting hungry? What time is it? It's very close to supper time. <laughs> That's another thing I want to know about. The woman's angle again, warden. What do the men get to eat? Good, wholesome food, Miss Lane. Nothing fancy, of course. Could I watch them? See what they get tonight, for instance? Well, it's more or less what you'll get yourself, Miss Lane, if you'll be my guest. Oh, warden, that's awfully nice of you, but... Well, would it be against the rules if I watched the prisoners in the dining hall? Hmm, six o'clock dinner, half past five now. I'll tell you what, how would you like to see the infirmary? Oh, fine. Well, now there's just about time, and when you get through there, why, I'll drop you off at the dining hall. Whatever you say, warden. Shall we start right along? Time passes. Ten minutes. Twenty minutes. A half hour. And suddenly the quiet routine of the prison is broken by frantic bells and the shrieking wail of the siren. Warden. Warden, they've overpowered the guards in the dining room, barricaded themselves in. Clancy, quick. Who's the leader? The wolf. Some of them are getting ready to crash the main gates. Better call out the militia. Warn the state police by short wave. You'd better hurry, Warden. Sirens, state police, militia, all roads blocked off. And meanwhile, Clark Kent in his hired car speeds northward toward San Miguel through a forest of towering pine. Closer, ever closer, and presently a curious sound in the distance comes over the wilderness to his supersensitive ears. The road makes a sudden turn, and in the twilight he sees men in uniform barring his way. A police whistle stabs the quiet. This is as far as you go. Oh, what's the matter, officer? Roadblock? Yeah, block right here. Turn around and head back where you came from. Why, can't I get through? Where you bound? San Miguel. I have a date at the prison. Yeah, what kind of a date? Why, I'm a newspaper man. Clark Kent of the Daily Planet. A reporter, hey? How did you get wind of this so quick? Wind of what? Don't give me that stuff. Who told you about the riot at San Miguel? Riot? When? Right now, buddy. And we're under orders to stop all cars bound in or out. Oh, look, officer. I'm sorry, but I've just got to go through. What's the matter, Def? I said we're stopping all cars. Come to think of it, climb out of that jalopy. If there's trouble at San Miguel, I just haven't time to stop. Haven't time? Say, who do you think you're talking to? I'm you're... sorry. I'd like to stay, but I really can't. So long, officer. If I can't take my car, I'll just make a run for it. See you at San Miguel. Hey, get that guy, Bill. Chase him. Catch him. Hey, look at him go. Hop on your motorcycle, Doyle. I'll catch him. He can't play tricks like this on me. Jump in the sidecar. There he goes. 
Put up a head around that curve. When I lay my hands on that fresh guy, I'll stretch him out like a rug. Hang on. Uh, you'll be lucky if you even see him, Doyle. He's going like a jackrabbit. So are we. We'll be hitting 75. My gosh, look. Will you look? Who is that guy, Doyle? He's leaving us behind like we're standing still. Why, he's flying. I'm seeing things. I don't believe it. Look, we're doing 75, 80. And he's getting further away every second. Look at him. Sorry, boys. I'd like to stay and chat, but I can't do it now. If there's trouble at San Miguel, I've got to be there, and be there in a hurry. Up we go. And faster. Faster. High over the desolate waste, Superman wings his way toward the gray walls and towers of San Miguel, scene of riot and danger, while inside the prison itself, in the offices of the warden. Hello. Warden speaking. Why, yes, Colonel Pepper, but it looks bad. There's about a hundred of them milling about the yard. Well, the rest are in the dining hall with their leader. You'll send two companies of militia? Good. Rush them, Colonel. Every moment counts. Warden. Warden, they're going to rush the front gate. They've got a battering ram. Two companies of militia are on the way. There won't be time, Warden. You better call the tower, sir. Machine guns will drive them back. No guns, Clancy. Warn the guards. I can't shoot them down in cold blood. Try tear gas. Oh, we have, but there's too much wind for gas. Bullets are the only thing. No, Clancy. Try tear gas again. Drop it from the roof. Now hurry. They're at the gate. Hurry. Ah, there's the prison. And there's the riot. That state trooper was right. Well, I think it's time Superman took a hand in this before somebody gets hurt. Down. Down. Down out of the sky hurtles an amazing figure in blue costume and red cloak. Vaults the high wall, appears out of the tear gas smoke as the screaming convicts mass for a concerted rush on the main gates of the prison, carrying a huge timber as a battering ram. All right, we got it. Grab all you guys. It's 20 feet long and 2 feet thick. Come on, let's go. Hey, hey, who's that guy? That guy in the red tent. Where'd he come from? Stop that. Drop that timber. Rush him. Knock him out of the way. I said drop that timber. All right. It just means I've got to take it away from hey. you. Hey, hey, what's he doing? What's the guy? Hey, he's got the timber. He just snatched it loose. Back. Get back. He's crazy. He's swinging it like a baseball bat. Look out. Run back. Run. Swinging the huge 20-foot timber like a bamboo cane, Superman clears a space before the main gates and drives the screaming, terror-stricken convicts back across the yard and into the cell block, where amazed guards put them swiftly under lock and key. But what of the wolf and Kino and the handful of convicts still at large? And what of Lois Lane, trapped in the dining hall when the riot broke out? Is she in the clutches of the wolf? Tune in next time and follow the story. And remember, be sure to tune in the next thrilling installment of the amazing transcription feature, Superman. When we last saw Superman, he had just driven back a mass of rioting convicts at the western penitentiary of San Miguel, using a 20-foot timber as a weapon. For a moment, the situation is saved, but only for a moment. The wolf and Kino are still barricaded in the dining hall with a few desperate convicts. As our story continues today... Superman has leaped into a cloud of tear gas and vanished. 
But already word of his unbelievable performance has reached the office of the warden and has also reached into the dining hall, the hiding place of Kino and the wolf. Listen. Hey, boss, where are you? Here, Kino, what's the matter? Close the door. Listen, I just heard from one of the guys that tried to rush the gates. They couldn't do it. Why not? They were stopped, forced back into the cell block. What stopped them? Not what, who? Hey, boss, it was a guy in a red cloak that jumped over the wall, right out of a cloud of gas. What? A man in a red cloak? Boss, it's the same one, the one that stopped us from wrecking the silver clipper and broke up our car and turned us over to the cops. He's here at San Miguel. No, no, it's not possible. Yeah, and I'll tell you something else, too. That reporter's here, that Clark Kent. Clark Kent? Yeah, I seen him myself, running around the corner to the warden's office. Ah, so Kent's here, too, huh? We owe that smart young man something, he know. And I think this is the time to pay him. Kent doesn't know it yet, but the minute he makes a move or gets in our way, well... I get you. Say, how you gonna wake it? Look, you know, it's almost time. That gas is like a smoke screen over the yard. So what? Just this. When I give the signal, you and I and a few of the boys will dash across the yard to the steam plant. Hey, boss, suppose they shoot at us from the towers. Ah, uh, don't worry, they won't. In the first place, the warden doesn't want bloodshed. He's soft, you know that. He'll do his best to break the riot with tear gas. He'll tell him to shoot if we make a break. When we're ready to break out, Kino, they won't even see us. And they won't shoot when we rush for the steam plant. I've got a little trump card, Kino. A little surprise for the warden and Mr. Clark Kent. Help me fix this broken telephone wire, Kino. Open that box. If I can get the phone to work, I've got a little message for the warden. Now find that loose end. And meanwhile, Superman, having forced the rioting convicts back into the cell block, unaware that the wolf and Kino are barricaded in the dining hall, enters the warden's office as Clark Kent. Who are you? Is this Warden Bowman? Yes. I'm Clark Kent of the Daily Planet. Uh, warden speaking. Warden, I'm calling from the dining hall. What? Who is this? You don't need to know, but you should know this. Miss Lois Lane is right here with us. You've got Lois Lane? Quite so, Warden. At the moment, she's safe. But she won't be safe long, unless you do as you're told. Man, think what you're doing. Oh, I've thought, Warden. I've had weeks and months to think. When we leave this place, the girl is going with us. If there's any shooting, she'll be the first one to stop a bullet. Wait. And if there's a reporter named Clark Kent in your office, tell him to remember, too. Tell him to remember the Silver Clipper. Wait, wait, come back here. Warden, the Silver Clipper. The man who spoke to you was the wolf. How did you hear that? How did you know who he was? Never mind. If he's got Lois Lane, there isn't a second to waste. I'll be back later, Warden. Hey, Kent, where are you going? Just wait and see. I'm going to rush the dining hall. Have your guards ready when the mob comes out. So long. Once outside the warden's office, hidden by the heavy clouds of rolling gas... Clark Kent, in a split second, becomes Superman, Man of Steel, and streaks for the roof of the dining hall. Those devils. If they really got Lois, I'll give them something they'll never forget. Ah, there's the dining hall. Look at those guards trying to force their way in with tear gas. They'll never make it. Watch how long it takes Superman. Down. Down. Now then. Won't take me long to get in there. I'll rip through this roof in no time. 
hardly an effort, Superman bends to the roof, seizes sheets of metal in his bare hands, strips them off like paper, crashes through planks and beams, and leaps into the dining hall. Hey! Hey! Hey, what's that? That guy in the red cape! I seen him at the gate! Run, beat it! All over, boys! The riot stops right here! Now open those doors and march out in the yard with your hands up! Go on, move! Who is this guy? Run! Quick! Quick! Keep moving! Out there and turn yourself over to the guards! And if I were you, I'd have my hands up! Faster, boys! Faster! Kino. Didn't see them anywhere. Must be hiding in the cellar with Lois. But they won't hide long. Lois! Lois Lane, where are you? All right, if I've got to rip this place apart, I'll do it. But you'd better not be there when I find you, Wolf. Here I come! But the Wolf is not to be found. Under cover of Superman's attack on the dining hall, he and Kino, carrying Lois between them, have slipped out a side door into clouds of smoke and made their way to the steam plant close against the prison's outer wall. There, with a small band of helpers... Boss, what do we do with the girl? You beast! Let me go! Throw her in the corner, Kino. No, 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 don't untie her hands. What are you going to do? Keep you with us, Miss Lane, as an antidote for Mr. Clark Kent. Clark Kent? Quite so. If Kent bothers us this time, I'm sorry, but it won't be too healthy for you. Kent? But he isn't anywhere near here. Oh, pardon me, but he is. Right up there in the warden's office, Miss Lane. Kent! Kent! Stop it, Kino, stop it! Yes, he'll be all right, but you better hurry, boss. They know we're here and they get ready to rush us. All right, get the cover off the steam tunnel. Be all ready in a minute. Hold them off. Boss, they're getting closer. You over there. Have you got the steam lines rigged? Already. The Roger Fellow will draw them in speed. Here they come. All right, turn on the steam. Point the nozzles down the yard. Let them have it. While half of the wolf's men work frantically to open the tunnel beneath the steam plant leading to escape, the others fight off prison guards with live steam from the boilers. And meanwhile, not having found either the wolf or Lois in the cellar of the dining hall, Superman streaks back to the office of the warden as Clark Kent. We're running him up now, sir. Came pouring onto that dining hall as if the devil was after them. Uh, half of them said the devil was after them. They yelled about a guy in a red cape. Said he came right through the roof. What about the ones in the steam plant? We'll get him, warden. Warden, any news of Lois Lane? Kent, where have you been? Down in the yard, around the dining hall. I haven't seen a sign of Lois. Warden, what do you think? Kent, I don't know. Warden, sir, they've turned life steam into the hose lines. Look, look, they're fighting off the guard. The fools, what do they think they can gain by that? They can't get anywhere from the steam plant. Warden, sir, I saw them. They ran across from the dining hall. They had the girl with them, Warden. They've got the girl in there in the steam plant. Hey, where are you going, Kent? Hey, call that reporter back. Stop it. Catch him. Kent! A race against time. Lois in the power of the wolf. Kent dashes into the yard, heedless of the warning cries of the guards, plunges into a cloud of steam, and at once becomes Superman. Oh, no, I won't. I'll have them up there in no time. Steam can't hurt me. Go on, boys. Turn it on full. Watch out for yourselves, because here I come, right through that door. Now then. Where are they? Oh, they fastened those hose lines to the window. Lois! No! There she is. Faded, too. Got to get her out of here. Turn off that steam, quick. When 
she comes around, she'll just see Clark Kent. And so will all the rest. Oh, the tunnel. Down that tunnel. Hey, this way. Miss Lane says they got to wait on the tunnel. No, they didn't. Hurry up. We got him on the other side. Miss Lane, are you all right? Yeah, I'm all right. Well, I reckon you can thank your friend Clark Kent for that. Kent? I didn't see you. How did you get here? Gee, Miss Lane, never mind that now. Point is, I did get here and just in time. Was it you that got me out? I thought I saw a tremendous figure in a red cape. Gosh, I sure hate to disappoint you, Miss Lane. I guess you figured I was Superman. Oh, no. Don't worry, Clark Kent. Why did you stop to look after me? If you'd been on your job, you'd have gone after those convicts down the tunnel. Oh, no. You'll never be confused with Superman. Oh, look. Here comes the warden. Warden, is everything all right? Hey, listen. We got them all but two. Two of those guys got away, broke through the tunnel, and got loose. Warden. Which ones? Which ones? That fellow named Kino and the one they call the wolf. Kino and the wolf have escaped. Lois Lane is safe and unharmed, but the wolf and Kino have made good their escape, aided by the power of the yellow mask. And unknown to Clark Kent, a strange and terrible adventure lies directly ahead. Be sure to tune in next time and follow the story. And remember, be sure to tune in the next thrilling installment of the amazing transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. All right, and there you have it. And again, you just heard episodes 13, The Plane to Canyon City, episode 14, Left to be Killed, 15, The Prison Riot, and 16, The Steam Plant. The next time we take a day off, we'll be giving you the next three or four episodes of that series. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed it, and you'll be excited to see the uh, next episode's post. Uh, don't forget to go to our website, uh, candarepodcast.com. Check out everything that's going on there. You can uh, listen to the show. Uh, what else can you do? You can read on the past episodes that we've done. Uh, we've got the Wall of Heroes. I think Jack has some trailers up there for you to watch. All kinds of cool stuff to do. Uh, don't forget to visit us on Twitter at candarepod and on Instagram, canned underscore air. Don't forget our YouTube page. Uh, check that out. And, of course, on Facebook. Uh, leave us comments, reviews, ratings, whatever you want. We just want to hear from you, uh, know what you think, whether it be good or bad. And again, keep an eye on conradio.com. As soon as we're on there, I'm sure we'll be blasting that on Twitter and uh, Facebook and everything. But uh, yeah, in the meantime, uh, go to conradio.com and check out the uh, other great podcasts that are already on the website. And uh, keep an eye out for us. We should be there in a few weeks. So um, I think that's all we've got. Until next time, I am Jeremy Colley, and thanks for listening. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Hey, Joey, why don't you come over here and spray paint your name on the wall? But I don't wanna... What are you, chicken? Hold on there, boys. Wow, it's Flint! Instead of writing your name, write CandairPodcast.com and help spread the word. Well, that's a great idea. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe!
History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.